0: Welcome back to the podcast. We are the Princes of Cinema. Welcome back, everyone. Today, Tim and I are joined by Dane Connolly, who is our Bond aficionado. Dane is, if you want to know,
1: a friend. Is that accurate? Hails from upstate New York and we once came back from a wedding in Montreal and stayed with him and we all slept in the basement I think that was about a 14 hour sleep maybe 12 what does your memory say
0: yeah that we uh, we disappeared we went into a different dimension for a bit true blackout curtains in a basement it does it's it's like a little cold I mean that's when you're getting some of your best sleeps so Dane Welcome on board. You're now a, a jester in the court of the princes of cinema.
2: Well, I feel honored, happy to be here, be be talking with you guys today.
1: Yeah, very. I think we should voice. address
0: one thing real quick. Yeah. That this is an evening session in honor of the great James Bond and Sean Connery. We are all having uh, alcoholic beverages. I, for one, is am having a scotch, and uh,
1: in Philadelphia, we decided upon martinis. Indeed. Shaken. These are shaken. Actually, we have opinions here. Dane, why don't you launch? Can we? Can can you clarify this? He was telling me this earlier. Um, He has a strong opinion.
2: Well, I think in honor of the of the episode, James Bond's cocktail. Even if you haven't seen James Bond movies, you probably know he has his martini shaken, not stirred. Though I think martini should be stirred. Why are we shaking our martinis? (laughs) <laughs> I, like it's just not how you make the drink, so if we're being honest about it, he's kind of having a a week, a weekly made martini. So I'm gonna I'm gonna shake it for the episode, but in in any other circumstance, so he's actually stir- not right. Just that's,
1: that's not like a classy way of doing it.
2: Correct. Yeah, you should you should put it in a in a cocktail stirrer. And stir it <laughs> There you go If cocktails have juice in them And you're chilling them down They should be shaken Juice or any kind of like added thing But if cocktails just have alcohol as components In this case vodka and vermouth It should be stirred
0: Wow Keep the You integrity. heard it here first Keep the James Bond drinks a watered down martini That's right and he's going vodka martini. He's not including gin. He's or not anything. doing gin because Dane's a gin guy, but James is a is a vodka guy. And the early
2: James is uh, a vodka guy. Oh,
1: that's
0: right. Yeah. Uh, we can address this today. We're discussing from Russia with love, and I thought Quantum of Solace, but you guys correctly thought Skyfall. Right, and I Skyfall, am- sadly.
1: A- a beautiful young woman is is killed and she she has scotch on her head and i thought you were referencing that because you're drinking scotch and, and bond says waste of a good scotch which is a flippant line and you <clears throat> and it didn't connect with you because we all watched the wrong movies well <laughs> so hold on we're going to piece <laughs> you it guys together watch the what, what what matters most is that we have an encyclopedia with us yeah this evening Dane is an encyclopedia on Bond, so we all have watched with From Usher with Love. We could talk about that. You watch Quantum of Solace, I watch Skyfall, and we also watched. Let me just spring this on you now. We watched Thunderball, which happens underwater in the Caribbean. I mean, eighty-five percent of that movie is underwater in scuba gear. Wow. And I also dabbled around in some earlier stuff: Goldfinger, Doctor No. It was all free. So I have I. I We also need to mention, too, first references of Bond.
0: What's yours, Bill D.? My first Bond memory. I feel like it must have been watching on TV with my dad, but the first real one is the GoldenEye video game. Exactly. I set you up for that.
1: You know, know, (laughs) GoldenEye. You get the silver PP seven, the regular, the gold you get your your you get remember we were going to the temple, remember the temple
0: level? You got temple, you got odd job, you got slappers only. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Did you play that or did you just watch the <clears throat> movies?
1: Dano. No, I played. Oh you everybody oh, played. Oh I played,
2: yeah. The uh, the laser, the moonraker laser gun.
1: Now does that even from the movies? No.
2: The moonraker laser gun? Yeah, it's in the movie.
1: <laughs> it's all
2: in the movie.
0: It's in the movie, so is Sean Beam. You know, okay. it's a... Uh, no, hold on a second. Let me, let me call
1: this out. I remember there was a level in the video game. Because we put. I think I played this video game either this... The Frigate? Or, well, I'm thinking... I'm maybe. taking a shot in the dark here.
0: <laughs> I remember there was a jungle. Wasn't there a jungle? Sure. I think there was, where you had to go through, like, some old temple, and then you, like... No, that was go, the temple. The, the, the radio temple.
2: dish is in the jungle. In Goldeneye. In
0: Goldeneye, yeah. I mostly remember the stacks and the
1: frigate,
2: right? In the right.
1: <clears throat> and then you're in Russia for some of these, like a real late at night Russia I mean, with bonfires. It that's opens right. in the
2: airport. You're like you're like trying to leave this lab, and then go chase down a plane that's like taking off. You got to get in.
1: I remember our neighbor. This would be Michael Murata. His sister Elizabeth Murata. Now she moved to Switzerland. She married a Swiss man. That's why she An moved. international
0: man of mystery. Well, regardless. we'll get to
1: that because mm-hmm. you never know where a Bond film is gonna take you. Some
0: country, somewhere exotic. Um Speaking of Switzerland and Bond, I skied down a mountain where a Bond film was shot. Right. That's right. For his Majesty's Royal Service or something? Honor Majesty's Secret Service. yeah, uh, yeah that's it. In uh Jungfrau in uh, Muren, Switzerland, near Gimmelwald.
2: That's right. It's near, right near Gimelwald.
1: I was also in this place in Switzerland, outside of Gimelwald. <clears throat> right. Um, but I've still never seen the movie. It's it's true. Did I step on your story? I'm sorry if I did that. No, no, no. I think you went. You literally stepped on my story. I think I went there in Switzerland, and then the next year I told you to go there. Like, that was a beautiful <laughs> area.
0: Yeah. I think so. I went my junior year. So, is that 2008? Did you go fall or spring?
1: Spring of 2008. You went the semester after, right? I was in the fall. Dano and I, just to give a quick story of our meeting, I think this is worth telling. I had written things about him in the student newspaper because he played intramural volleyball at our university. And I was a sports writer. And he didn't like the things I wrote about him because I compared him to Sid in Toy Story. Because he did look like Sid. Actually, one of his friends, Josh Applegate, said, "Hey, don't you think he looks like Sid from Toy Story?" I was like, "Yeah, kind of does." So I wrote that in the. He says, "Put that in your article." So I did. And Dane never talked to me. We had never spoken. It was in. It was in Austria. This is verbatim. We had actually never met each other, and he came up to me in the hallway because he lived just a few doors down. And he said, "You're that asshole that wrote about me in the newspaper." <laughs> And I held out my hand like a good American. I said, It's, it's time to get over that shit. <laughs> and that's how we became friends. That's a good story. How many other that's friends a good
0: story. become friends that way? Like two, two bighorn sheep button heads until that's they finally intense. learn to respect each other. That's right. But through journalism. So it's all
1: passive aggressive. <laughs> Um, so but I I think we can wrap it up by just saying this Michael Morata I remember going to this block party and they were all playing GoldenEye this is the first time I had ever seen GoldenEye being played on an N64 and and it was in the basement like the of course it's like you know all the neighborhood kids are gathering around and he was just really competent and we were doing what is it called single shot slappers no 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 it's when you if you shoot them once they're dead oh yeah like real life okay what's that called (laughs)
2: It like yeah, it's just kill. the
1: real life mode. Because normally you have like, you know, you yeah. have to get shot like 20 it's times.
2: Instant killing? Your- Maybe
1: instant kill. I just remember he was in the basement of <laughs> the stacks or whatever, and he was just really... And he was just a master in my mind. I was like, here's this older teenage guy that is just like sneaking up on people and eliminating them. And as like a 10-year-old, I was like, wow. I want to <laughs> get good at Golden Yeah. <laughs> We played that game, that or Madden sixty four. Mm-hmm. Those were the vastly the majority games. This is
2: wave race for me.
1: Oh, wave race was the good jet too. Skis. Yeah, the standard ten eighty snowboarding. Yes,
2: Tony Hawk pro skater.
0: Wow. I played them all. But and Golden these Niners are all it. things that Bond does in real life. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, that's what we're
1: getting at. I mean, why don't we talk details on uh, Russia with love? But then uh, we just can to get into Bond.
0: I wanna I wanna pitch this to Dane in the same way that Tim pitched it to me in our first ever episode, Dane. You, you said from Russia with love. That's one we gotta watch. And I wanna know what about that film provokes you. <laughs> so <laughs> that the, is how we began.
2: Yes. Right. The thing that provoked me to suggest from Russia with love was, quite honestly, <clears throat> there was. Another film I thought we should do, but I felt that we the, the character names as Bond films tend to have, we wouldn't want to be repeating this name over and over again. So I so I thought we'll go mm-hmm. to it. We'll mm-hmm. go to another film, and uh, it was uh, from Russia with Love. Sean Connery, R.I.P. Uh, it was his favorite fi- uh, Bond film that he made. So it was kind of like his his favorite one to film. So when they were filming, it was his favorite one to do. So I kind of leaned in that direction a little bit more, thinking like, well, he loved it so much. It kind of when I had read that maybe two years ago, it made me like the film more. Maybe just for no other reason than well, if Sean Connery liked it, then maybe I need it must to be like the it best old. one. he's yeah. in
1: how many six films? Something like that. I think it's six. So you have Dr. No as the beginning, it begins in Jamaica, and then you have... From Russia with Love. That's the second one. The second one. Okay, and then it all starts off in the 60s.
0: So, what about the film or the character of Bond, as portrayed in the early Sean Connery ones, stands out to you? Or another way of saying it is, who is that Bond?
2: Right. Right. I I think to me, <clears throat> the the pieces that stand out for a Connery Bond, an early
1: Bond, and not only to mm-hmm. you, you could speak for Bond fans because you guys are one, right? I think that there's you're a, an expert.
2: I think there's a multi. I think there there could be some people with a lot of differing opinions right. in the in the Bond world. So I don't want to speak for well, everybody, you, but you get Bond. I do. Yeah. Yes. That's well, I talk. I think that I do. You I know? think you do. But... I think that there's like a confident bond. There's a cultured bond, or what appears to be anyway, a cultured bond. Uh, and I, and I related to that like traveling around the world, meeting these people in these casinos, sharply dressed. Every every you know person is kind of opening doors for him. He knows how to get things done, and that kind of confidence I think is very interesting. A part of, of especially a Sean Connery bond, just very kind of dashing, gentlemanly, well, maybe not so gentlemanly at other times as well, but exudes confidence, and there's like a cheerful air about a bond uh, that the Sean Connery portrays, I think, that is, to me, I just related to that being younger, and it's kind of kept up through through the years of me rewatching and rewatching and waiting for the new one and rewatching and rewatching i mean a part
1: of bond's appeal is that he's cool it's like he's got like he's wearing a rolex or a different kind of watch different suit he's kind of like to me this is i'm more of an outside viewer because i'm i mostly played the video game i'm just watching these films recently he seems like a navy seal plus like a sportsman a golfer a gambler he's certainly a ladies' man, and that's the thing too. The funny thing about Bond women or Bond girls, as they call them, um, is it just seems like there's not a, there's there just don't exist married women in Bond films. Every woman he comes across <laughs> is totally available,
2: or they're married to a villain,
1: or they're married to a villain, right? But they're all available, which is kind of a recipe. I'm not saying formula is wrong, but for me, for, I mean, it's just like. Because I, I was also, when I noticed it, I saw In Rush With Love, and then at the end credits it says, and what does it say? The next Bond film? They announced the next film right. at the right. credits.
2: Thunderball, I think, was the, the next one. Or Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Goldfinger,
1: then Thunderball. Yeah. So like the, 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 the understanding is like, we're just going to hit the reset button every time. And I'm not saying this in a disrespectful way, but to me it's like, you're, we're going to basically do the same thing with different clothing. And people, I mean, this is like the the longest lasting film. But but you need to hit back against that because that's my impression. I'm I'm a freshman at James Bond High.
2: Yeah, I hear that. I think that is there a a formula as you kind of have talked about (laughs) to to the Bond movies. Yeah, I mean, there's there's gadgetry. There is a problem. The world is at stake. Of course it is. These are, you know, books, made, they're like spy novels. You know, they were they were popular. So there's got to be something a spy is doing, saving, trying to, you know, rescue or recover or whatever the case might be. And you know sometimes you need a watch that has a groat in it, or sometimes you you know you never know. You <laughs> I don't just, even know what a groat
1: is. The, 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 it's you, like it's the, the cheese wire. Right? Oh yeah, you know, whatever.
2: sure. <clears throat> um, and does yeah, like there's the the character Q who is the quartermaster, the the one who who brings Bond all of his little trinkets and exploding suitcases and uh, you know watches that do all kinds of crazy things and. Yes, he is, and and I think that there's you know a, a fun part of it. The, uh, it's not supposed to be complicated or, or anything like that. It's supposed to be fun.
1: Well, that's what I take. Let me make a quick equation. I kind of equate Bond movies with Quentin Tarantino films. That's that's my analogy. Is sort of Dane shaking his head.
2: <laughs> I don't know if I see the. I'm, I'm, willing I'm just I'm willing this, to listen.
1: When I roll up, I, 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 when I roll up to a Tarantino film. It's not a drama where I'm going to be like, maybe this is going to teach me something about life. It's more about (laughs) this is going to be entertaining for two hours. There will be vindication. We know that we know the heroes can't lose, even though some people may lose. And it's basically sort of it's catchy, it's fast, it's entertaining. I think that's fine as a genre for cinema, but I think as a genre, it's it's definitely entertainment. And I think yeah. Bond series and Tarantino films, I kind of go with similar expectations. That's all I mean to say.
0: Yeah, my my understanding of the Bond character, at least the classic Bond, mm-hmm. is this guy is probably a sociopath. <laughs> he he, his job is to kill people and to flirt with money, Penny. Which, given that she's now his mom in the new ones, feels kind of weird going back going back and saying that they used to have like a very flirty relationship but I guess it's like 7 recycles every so often you gotta you gotta get new guys so he does that guys want to be him women want to be with him that's the allure he is the guy who who knows a little more than everyone else who has like the cleverest side after anything goes oh amiss or he like nothing gets to him or sticks to him that's the classic bond and then we also watched the daniel craig bond films i watched quantum of solace accidentally instead of skyfall but the whole story in like quantum of solace is bond stop murdering everyone actually m or money penny doesn't Or thinks that you're you've gone off the rails and you can't separate yourself from this, and you're gonna you need to stop murdering everyone.
1: So the question is, does Bond have a humanity? That's a fair question.
2: Well, I think that that is to jump in. I think that (laughs) that is exactly the separation that will exist between old Bond and new Bond. And though I am in no way a reader of the Bond novels by Ian Fleming. Mm -hmm. The, what I understand from what people have said about the books are that Daniel Craig is the closest it comes to portraying James Bond is in the books, a little more complicated, a little more dark, a little more, a little more cold, a little more cold, but because he, he doesn't have that lighthearted confidence that a, Sean Connery or Roger Moore might have even a Pierce Brosnan. He's, he's.
0: He's not funny at all.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: He's more of just like a professional British agent. That's just he's a, a he's job. a
0: professional hitman. Right. In, I would, in no sense. I, I mean, guess, he like is also investigating things. I guess for country.
2: Man, for country, yeah, for country. I guess <laughs> Ian, right, right,
0: right. Ian Fleming, though I had read this briefly,
1: that apparently he wrote Bond as such with a sort of like professional, serious side, and then when Connery was the first movie version of Bond, Connery added humor. Mm-hmm. Do you and, know what? Uh, and Fleming initially was just kind of like, "Ooh, I don't know if I like this, but I kind of like it." It's not the Bond that I wrote. You do, know, sort of the casual. You know what? One movie? liner. Uh,
2: so when Ian Fleming was a part of the casting of Bond for the first movie, which was supposed to be Thunderball. kind of got delayed a few times, but they had a cast together, and he wanted Sean Connery. You know a movie he saw him in and said, that's the guy we need? Darby O'Gill and the Little People. <laughs> Sean Connery's fraud Disney movie. Sean Connery's first.
0: I have never heard of this. First movie. Next week. Oh, uh, <laughs> Darby O'Gill. And he um, said, this is my James Bond.
2: He said, that's okay. the guy
0: I want. I got to say something. So, for me the first bond I was aware of was Pier- Pierce Brosnan. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the first Sean Connery bond I've saw I saw. And I am shocked how much this was just Austin Powers. Right? It was <laughs> so, so was I. close to so Austin was I.
1: Powers. Yeah. And yet or is Austin Powers I I told this to Dano earlier and uh and he's like, of course, Austin Powers, like, the entire series,
0: every single joke is making fun of James Bond. I said, really? Right. Yeah, and I think that was always, like, the spy who shagged me is, you know, they're, like, literally making puns in the titles off of the uh, right. gold gold member, gold finger. Right. But the, the thing that surprised me is the distance between the portrayal in Austin Powers and From Russia With Love was much closer, like... Clegg or Kleb, this Cleb, Russian yeah, yeah, yeah. is like yeah, you know, very clearly that other character. Right. Number one, number three, and of course in Austin Powers, it's number two. Right. And you know they do that one walk through where they're showing all of the specter people shooting guns or shooting fire at someone, and I feel like that scene exactly is just exactly parodi- parodied. But there's not even much of an exaggeration on it. It's just that they made it Mike Myers and gave him, like, gross British teeth instead of yeah. dapper Sean Connery, you know? Even the skin-tight
2: outfits from, like, the bad guys, they're, like, in the all-black, like, one-piecers shooting, like, flamethrowers on yeah, Spectre yeah, exactly. Island.
1: What was yeah. it too later? Christopher Walken is part of Spectre? No. Uh, He's different.
2: In, in a Roger Moore Bond movie called A View to a Kill... Christopher Walken plays the villain.
0: But he's not number one. No. no. They never show number one's face. No. Yeah, the cat. The cat and number one's face never being shown. I also
1: needed an education because I guess Spectre is throughout the whole series, this like international crime organization. I didn't know what Spectre was until this week. It shows how
0: studied I am in Bond. Well, the thing is they've been pulling the strings all along. Right. That's right. And only MI6 can take them down.
1: Can we talk too about the jazz? Because we all know the theme song, but 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 like the earlier Bond films, like From Russia with Love, like he's he's either chasing after a woman or hunting down a villain, and those happen within the space of twenty seconds. He could do one or the other real fast, <laughs> right, multiple times. Right, right. But it's sort of um, the jazz involved. I almost want to just. I want to go searching for soundtracks now. I mean, the, the the music. I I prefer old Bond music to the newer stuff, which is more looming and ominous. The old music is like lounge music the entire movie, yeah. which I
0: think is so cool. They punctuate every scene change with a "bonum <laughs> <laughs> Every time, my but then I was it watching settles it down. My and dad into and, boom, and he boom, was boom, laughing. Boom, 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 boom,
1: boom, boom. Yeah, they always kind of settle into like uh-huh. some. La- I mean, it's almost like. We're going to go on an adventure across all the countries of the world, but we're also going to have a theme song set for leather chairs. Like we're not going to really leave home musically. We start in a casino
0: and we're just going to stay there musically. I feel like. Yeah. Should we dig into from Russia with love and like
1: a, a little bit?
0: Yeah, we can we can go over the general plot line. Daniel, Dave, do you feel like you got a you got a two minutes synopsis in you?
2: I I think so.
0: Pretend we're at a party.
1: Okay. So, you Here, know, here's
2: the here's the the general idea and you know, I'm not used to making it concise, but the criminal organization Specter is trying to get a Russian decoder lector, which is like a machine that can decode crypted messages. Uh get one of those to then blackmail the country that it comes from to sell it back to them while at the same time pinning uh, England and Russia against one another so that perhaps, uh, you know, these countries could be warring uh, in this sort of Cold War, uh, you know, era that that the movie is taking place in. Spectre kind of launches their plan by using uh, a woman, uh, Tatiana Romanova, or Tanya, uh,
1: who's also in Goldeneye. Is she? No. No. I mix this to up. the video game. I mix this up. Maybe not. No, she's in. She's in Red Alert, the video game. The <laughs> Is she really game. Red Alert? <laughs> she has the dogs, the German shepherds.
0: Tanya. Different Tanya. That's a game that really took a lot of my time.
1: A, com- a common Russian I'll name. play that again. Spectre,
2: to return to the uh, synopsis, Russia uses one of its newest Russian defectors, who is now a member of Spectre, to use her high-ranking Russian office to convince a female agent to sort of honeypot James Bond, make him fall in love with her and do whatever he wants so they can... Put these two countries against one another. The English notes part of
0: are- which is making a sex tape without them realizing. Correct. That's right. That's Correct. right.
1: But like half of the Bond girls, you know that they're just going to try and murder him. I I I sense a strong Samson and Delilah theme to make it biblical. It's like mm. half of these women are trying to just kill him in the end. Anyway, keep going though, Dane. From Rush with love. And that's what he's into, I think. Well, he's he kind of goes with it, right? Every time. Because he knows he'll shoot somebody in the
0: end. Because or... who has the upper hand? Sorry, Dan. We well, keep interrupting.
2: No, it, it's perfectly fine. But the British, knowing that it is a trap, but not wanting to miss their chance to get Elector, decide to put James Bond into the trap. Bond knows that he's going to be giving into, to, fall, pretending to... Let this woman love him, Tanya. Uh,
1: in or, Istanbul, right? It, the, it most of the movie takes place in Istanbul. And every shot with cars or chases, like the Hagia Sophia Church, is right there in the background. Which or is amazing.
2: or the Grand Bazaar. Or the Grand Bazaar. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, Just keeps letting you know, still in Istanbul. Still in Istanbul. Incredible.
2: Anyway, watch the plot unfold as the Specter tries to pin Russia and, Amer- Russia and the UK. Against one another and blackmail Russia into selling it back its own equipment so that they won't blow each other up.
1: And eventually, what happens is they're on a train.
2: The Orient Express.
1: The Orient Express. This This is what I refer to as My people. My people, people.
0: Yugoslavia. I mean, this is what I refer to as the North by Northwest section of the film. Which, I don't know if when the last time you've seen the Hitchcock's when 1959... When the plane's, the plane's chasing plane. him, yeah. Also, the train car section. it's uh, There's a very similar kind of like... You know, where they have uh, whatever this blonde secret agent for Spectre who's Gramps. been silent the whole film, who yeah. comes in and confronts them. These Go back th- and watch North by Northwest. So there's a lot of... Who's the guy that? Who's the blonde-haired guy in the Bond? Grant,
2: thing? played by Robert Shaw, who is the captain in Jaws.
0: Same guy. Same
2: guy.
1: Wow. Can you believe it? I, I actually didn't notice that, and we just did Jaws. Wow, is he our first actor in two films? Remember, he was kind of the hillbilly guy. Yeah, in Jaws. Wow, I you didn't notice that. You all know me. That. You all know what I can do. He looked. He looked like I such an, an Eastern Bloc villain in this. I just thought he was I thought he was only that
2: you know he he does a good does a good job we saw it in jaws we didn't really see it in from rush with love, but it does the job
0: wait what is the test that she does on him she has him stand there and then she puts on oh yeah she puts on brass knuckles and punches him in the <laughs> stomach yeah
1: yeah will like
0: he'll he's strong he'll do No, no she <laughs> says he's big he's
1: big enough <laughs> seems fit enough. Seems fit enough. What's the whole thing on the train too? Bond figures him out through fish and wine? What's the deal there? So... Oh yeah, he drinks red wine with fish. Right. They order order fish, then he orders Chianti. And the waiter says, you want the white Chianti? No, the red kind.
2: (laughs) That's one way to put it.
0: He's uncultured. There's no way. He... And then he... At first I thought he was roofing Bond's drink. Which I thought would have been a very interesting... Sort of right, thing. but he knocks but, the girl out
1: to try. But the funny thing, too, is like, he could have killed Bond easily, because he has him at gunpoint. Before Bond makes the briefcase, what is that, tear gas? Yeah. He makes it explode with tear gas. You find this, too, I want to jump ahead, because we also watched um, well, he, Skyfall. But he could
2: have killed him several times during the movie. He, he acted as his, like, I'm going to keep Bond alive long enough to get this lector out of the country. So he could have killed him many times.
1: Right. But he also yeah. wanted to regale him with just, like, let me tell you about our whole plan before I kill you.
2: In typical Austin Powers fashion.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the same thing that happens, too, in Skyfall, is, you know, Javier Bardem, the? well, that's the mm-hmm. actor. What's the villain? What's uh, his name?
2: The villain's name is Mr. Silva, or Silva is, is Silva, the, the real yeah. name. Yeah, that's
1: it. Mr. Silva. But he actually charges <clears throat> in... Bill, you would have liked this film because... You know M, who is in charge of, you know what is it? MI6. Yeah,
2: M is the the head. M of is Judy the, Dench. The, right.
1: Yeah. Your special announcement, by the way. Today
2: is Judy Dench's birthday.
1: Cheen, cheen. Let's raise a glass. Judy raise Dench. Raise a glass to Dame Judy Dench. Here's Judy. Isn't that amazing? Unreal. Because she actually She's tremendous. And Silva, or Bardem, he, like, charges into Parliament and has her at gunpoint. Which is slightly terrifying because he's one of the best villain actors. No country for old men. Um, I mean, but he also kind of, like, relishes it too much and he pauses. And that's why she's pulled away. Hmm. There's some hesitation going on. We could jump ahead to modern stuff, but hold on. With From Wester with Love... Um, Bill, what was your impression? Give it, That's the synopsis. You just watched it.
0: You know, the, the film is... It surprised me, I think. It was cheekier than I was expecting. And I guess I should have assumed was as kind of misogynistic as it, it would have been, given the time and just, like, the whole genre... The the whole opening credits is just projected onto women doing belly dances. Right. Uh, which, you that know That is it, correct. That it's about, <laughs> it's about what I guess I should have expected from a 1964 Bond film. But right. there's a, a lot of shots that were like, oh, this is like Maxim Magazine the movie a little bit. Which is... Yeah, kind of PG-13, but like, yeah. it's sort
1: of sexy, but then it's also like it's like suave
0: it's like you know gambling cut suits etc yeah it's like gq maxim magazine i feel like it has the
1: whole movies the movies themselves i would agree with you. there is a magazine feel to the movies yeah which i don't know if there are other series that exactly i would say the same thing across the board i think that's true about bond
0: yeah nothing's coming to mind I mean, I think it was pretty entertaining. And towards the end of the film, I think it started to take itself a little bit more seriously. That's what I refer to as, like, the North by Northwest section. Mm -hmm. But the... I... Like, you know, there's a lot of things where he goes to what they refer to in the film. A term we no longer use, but the gypsy... uh, The gypsy fight. Yeah, where two women have to fight to the death for the hand of the like King's son. Right, right. And then, then the raid happens and Bond helps fight them off. And then, the button of this scene is just that Bond gets to sleep with both of them.
1: And then, and, and then like a the classic Bond movie, it just cuts like next scene moving on. He gets in a car and leaves. Yeah. That's, that's the funny thing about Bond is like, whether he's like having a conversation, whether he's chasing down women, whether he's actually shooting up an entire room of people, you have to move on in the next 10 seconds. There's no ramifications or consequences. Well, there's no, I don't even think there's a sense of drama. I think drama properly, Mm -hmm. this is my own theory, ready? I'm about to spin it. I think drama is like, you have to in some ways care about characters almost in a way as if like, they're real people's eyes. People, people know James Bond's a fictional character. These are fictional stories. Drama, mm-hmm. it it works because, and drama is a lot more patient because you treat characters as real people. Mm-hmm. I think in action films across the board, Bond would be one of those. There is this. I would I would say there's there's no proper drama. That's my theory, my pet theory, because proper drama is kind of like there's like human dignity involved but i think with with action films in general it is kind of i wouldn't say fun but it's just sort of it's just sort of a it's, it's a plot with twists and casualties it just kind of it's just a
0: story almost i don't have a fully worked out theory yeah i agree with that life is expendable and not really something to be dwelt on but what i think is what we see in these films is the daniel craig films are trying to change that and I think There's that no they, are in, they are using... So they're trying to dig in the psychology of Bond a bit. Well, everything, too. To I mean, this? that kind of parallels
1: the Batman series of recent, which is more psychological and heavy. Mm-hmm. It parallels. There's a lot of these kind of classic tropes, which are now being brought into more of like a heavier, sober look, I guess yeah I don't I know if that makes right. I don't know if that makes them something different. I mean they're in the same line of the past, but why don't we turn to our expert
0: yeah, Dane, would you connect <laughs> the dots between the Sean Connery bond and the more contemporary visions of the Bond character
1: sure,
2: because well, it's like
0: it's like movies you're not supposed to take very seriously to,
1: leaning into movies you should start to take seriously sure that's what we're saying
2: sure I think that you guys are are dead on with a lot of what you're saying in terms of uh, well a, a lot of shows and movies that like it doesn't necessarily age that well there's a lot of like like the like what you were saying that the, they go to a gypsy camp for like protection and Karambe, the the station chief for uh, mi6 in Istanbul is like you know he's like oh I use these these people to, to keep me safe, and then there's the fight, and almost like immediately after this, like <laughs> killing people, lighting things on fire. Now we captured one of them. We're torturing them. They're like drinking Rocky and like laughing back and forth. It's like happens in 20 seconds, and uh, and I that is the 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 older Bonds, the Connery Bonds, where I think it it's moving kind of quick. It's it's. Bond is almost n- not try. The movies don't show the humanity or the drama as where, uh, you know, is just portraying the movies as well. It's it. I guess I was referring to it earlier as lightheartedness. Maybe that's not exactly the the term to be used, but I think they start there, and these the early movies are trying to be tr- uh, not truer in the storyline of the Ian Fleming books. But I think trying to be captivating and making money, action, suaveness, sex, which is still selling today in movies and TV and all kinds of stuff, it you know, I think they were trying to kind of make a grab at that and use a character. And as the the franchise mm-hmm. moves through, from Sean Connery to uh Roger Moore. Lazenby did Honors Majestys Secret Service the one movie and then it moves to Dalton Pierce Brosnan to uh, Daniel Craig Today I think people the the movies began to outlive the books and the movies would be made not looking at a storyline of a book uh, until Craig does Casino Royale, which is a, you know it is a Fleming book and they they realize that we can, we don't need to just have these. Uh, Bond characters uh, and these sexy ladies running around screen with these super expensive watches and these snowmobiles that can fly on parachutes and you know all all shit right, like right. let's incorporate something into it and uh, and I think Craig Daniel Craig was an actor that could embody kind of all of it uh, and I think he does a, a very good job. Not every movie he made uh, as Bond is as good as others. Um, but I think that he, he brings like a complex, it's, it's complex. It's like, he's kind of, he, he kind of like is realizing what he is. Whereas Connery is like, he doesn't see himself as a mercenary or a murderer or a sp- like a, a spy in the sense of killing for country. He sees himself as like a, he's into himself. And I think that the, the Craig character, or the Bond character that Daniel Craig plays, is into himself, to be sure, in, is as only Bond could be, but is also like kind of searching for something else. And I I, I don't know exactly what that it could be. It
1: seems to me some of the recent Bond films, I've only seen Casino Royale and Skyfall. Bill, you were talking about Quantum of Solace. It seems they introduce themes that, are, so the movie can become more thematic than the previous. The previous ones are more like entertainment, and maybe that's cheapening them. Um, maybe they were working on real nineteen sixties fears because we we take that for granted now. Of you know, in the sixties with the Cold War, there were more world, you know, nuclear arms et cetera fears or whatever. Um, yeah. but it's funny. Like if you look at Skyfall. I mean, it's actually, I noticed there that Bond and the villain, Grant, they both are actually upset with M, Judy Dench, because... Right. So it's this interesting sort of theme of, do you trust authority, even when authority is imperfect and can almost kill you? Um, so, in the, Bill, just for you and all of our listeners out there, whoever you are, again, like, Uh, M makes the call that she says fire and there's another agent that tried to tried to shoot the guy choking Bond on a train very first scene but instead she shoots Bond so it was a risky move so Bond is supposed to be dead and yet he's not he's still in Istanbul or on the outskirts we're back in Istanbul of course right away he washes up on the beach and finds a beautiful single woman
2: (laughs) well that I think you're in I think I think Tim has decided to, to like change a to, to flip the script on this a little bit. Well, I'm just, let, it, me, let me if, if we're changing over to Skyfall. the new Bond, let me just give the synopsis of Skyfall, or I could do Quantum of Solace too. Like either way, but the in, in Skyfall, Tim is correct in
1: Bond in, is almost killed by M.
2: M makes a call where the the mission that needs to be carried out is more important to be carried out. Than to have an agent live through it, and so uh, even if it's not a clean shot, take the shot. Bond, Bond, they think is dead, is pronounced dead. Um, you know, it, it is the is it kind of unravels in the very beginning, uh, but then of course we find him on a beat. I think he kind of is in Turkey. It looks like he's in the Philippines to me when he when he's kind of like people think he's dead and. And and you know, are we just gonna? We're just going right through these movies like people know it, right? There's no like oh, spoiler, yeah. spoiler or anything. Oh Totally. Are, all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So he he is washed up and a dead agent. They release his obituary back in England. They think 007 is dead. James Bond is
1: dead. But he get back. He gets back into the game.
2: Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're just trying to ruin the lead. What are you doing? Uh, but. <laughs>
0: He he uh <clears throat> So is he's this in, like he's the in, first act of the film? This is the one I haven't seen. Correct. Yes,
2: it's right after so they do the yeah, opening right scene,
0: the
2: they the agent takes a shot, it hits Bond and not the bad guy, and it closes with Agent Down. And then we go into the badass Adele Bond song.
1: Did that win that one uh a- Academy Award, right?
2: It was sung at the Academy Awards. I don't know if it won an
1: Academy Award. Sky There's always, like, a Sinatra-esque singer. Well... For a theme... There's always a theme song, right?
2: Yeah, well... Sinatra does
1: sing in... uh... Nancy yeah.
2: Sinatra sings uh, Bond
1: song. no 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 from Russia with Love it sounded like Sinatra I looked it up Was this Sinatra guy named... at the end no it, was... it sounds like him it's this guy named like Matt Matteo or something or no, oh he's What's doing an impersonation uh,
2: so the in, has some the notes, theme song from the From Russia with Love is the John Barry Orchestra that's right and uh, but Sinatra's singing from Russia with Love at the end of the movie with all the gondolas oh in, he is in Venice
0: so he is singing that I think I think so. Okay. I mean, but, it sounds just like. But that's
2: not the theme song. That's just a song from Russia with Love. The theme song yeah. is is an instrumental, and I believe it was the last instrumental. Doctor No and From Russia with Love, the first two movies, don't have like Bond songs. They have music that's played through the credits, um, but then from there, I think Goldfinger, the next movie, the, uh, has a. I, in my opinion, the Goldfinger theme song and Adele's Skyfall theme song are the two best Bond theme songs ever done. And uh, the year that Skyfall came out, not only did the song get nominated at the Academy Awards, I don't know if it won or not, but they, Adele performed it at the Academy Awards. They got the woman who sang Gold uh, Goldfinger to come out and sing Goldfinger
1: at really? the Academy Awards. I think yes. I think I know that was a Goldfinger. Yeah, that's the one. See, it stuck. They say in Spanish that's pegajoso. That means it's, it's it sticks. It sticks to your ear. Catchy. We say catchy.
2: <laughs> but I've so, heard
1: that like once. I remember it.
2: So right after the it's
1: theme, a for Skyfall. Back to Skyfall.
2: Yeah, right after the theme for Skyfall finishes, it it opens up back in uh, the the UK. And they're in London, <clears throat> uh, and you know there's kind of plots going on. M is you know being kind of sat down told that you know you're doing a bad job you're not going to run mi6 anymore get ready for retirement she's just like i'm not going to resign you're going to have to fire me to get me out too bad and uh she's going back to her office and they're like there's a breach at mi6 she's like get back right away and as she's like almost coming in the building it it blows up and she's like oh could have died like uh uh-oh Bond, it shoots to Bond. He's on. Well, this, hold
1: on, has that ever happened in the series before for them to blow up MI6? No. Mega big. Hmm. If so you know the series.
2: Shoot to a Philippines. I'm just kind of making it up. I don't know if it is Philippines. It looks Philippines to me though. Shoot to a Philippines beach. Bond is on a bungalow, just like you know, with a woman, and then going to the bar late at night in this like you know. Edison bulb, sand bar, like bar front with like all these people. Yeah, go ahead. And they're me.
1: cheering him on. He's trying. He has a scorpion on his hand. He's, he's trying to drink whiskey and not have the scorpion sting him. It's just like you have to have yeah. that. It's when Bond retires, yeah. he's drinking whiskey and scorpion dares.
2: And then he <laughs> sees that. So he's he stays there all night. The next morning at sunrise, he's back. He's still at the bar, hasn't left. So he's just drunk and miserable and sad and, you know, dead, essentially. He he literally is dead. And he sees uh, uh, Wolf Blitzer pop up on the screen in the bar. And he goes, MI6 has just been attacked in London and the yada yada. And then he's like, I got to go back. And he, he shows up back in London in M's apartment, and she's just like, what the hell are you doing here? What, did they run out of booze where you were? You're supposed to be dead. So let, let me... takes off from
0: there. I, I might takes, have to watch this now. Oh, yeah. It's
2: this,
1: actually I mean, you're catching me. But Javier this. Bardem, I keep calling that because I love him as an actor, he turns out to be the villain on this island off the coast of China. A lot of this takes place in China. Um, but his Which motive- is the contemporary Russia. Correct. Yeah. But there are, there are other settings. There are also just, like, Mad Men in these previous films. I mean, what, the first one Dr. Nose set in Jamaica. Right. Um, where is uh, Thunderball set in the Caribbean? Bahamas. Bill, just, well, we're going to come back to the series. Hold on, let's, let's finish the movies and we're, we're going to do, I need to do a flyby because I have a few bombs to drop on Dane. Okay. Um, I was just, I noticed in this film that not only, you know, do you have this final standoff at James Bond's family home in Scotland but that Bardem's motive is the same as Bond is that they felt betrayed in a way by M which is which raises this theme of authority and again even though Bond gets over that much quicker Bardem as a madman he's a former agent turned mastermind psycho etc who's coming after her for the specific reason is that she left him out on a limb for the sake of the mission back in the 90s and he just he just feels expendable and he snaps so i just i do think it's more sympathetic he's not just seeking world dominance he's a guy that feels hurt and he wants to kill this woman so i found that i found him to be even more of a compelling villain but also more psychologically similar to bond in that they were both players in this game. And let me say this, Dan, I don't mean to spring this on you. Can we compare Bond, because I see similarities, to the Bourne series? And I don't want to dig in in every detail, but is the Bourne series similar at all? Is it not similar? Does it, does it rely too much on Bond? I don't know. Do you even like the Bourne series?
2: I like the Bourne series. Okay. Um, I, don't, th- I don't think it's similar.
0: No. At all? I mean there It sounds like this one maybe this one because he's at odds with this the people who ups. made him. Right. Yeah.
2: The you mean the villain is. Cuz I mean back. in
0: Quantum of Solace they also do this where M is like you've gone too far and then they send agents to trap him and then he rides in an elevator See, and See, I wonder if that was the shit out I wonder of all if of those
1: them. plots were influenced <laughs> by I wonder if those are influenced by the Bourne series, because that's such a strong no. theme. No? no? No. Not at
0: this all? Oh, wow, James, Jay, you really are is, not accepting. <laughs> this
2: is James Bond. This is not, this is not Matt Damon. Running around, and I I like those movies, but okay. this is not this is not that. The
0: second one gave me a stomach ache with how much shaky cam yeah, was going on. That's right, way too much,
2: too much shaky. I
0: cam. I love the first and third of the Born series. Mm, I saw the first and second. I was like, no, thank you, not for me. No born video. game. You didn't finish. I I chose not to, for good or you know what this was like 12 years ago i don't know when they when, when, i forget i saw the second one in theaters i'm not sure when that came out
1: i just think there's some similarities take the third one the born they're they're in they're in tunisia in born ultimatum the third one they're all on the roofs during parkour and then bond later started to implement roof chases parkour
2: there's always been roof chases in james
1: bond okay you know it better than I.
2: I'm just, I'm just saying. I, I don't disagree that like there are roof chases in both the movies, but I don't think that that's like drawing similarities.
1: Here's what I want to pitch to Dane right here, Dane. I want, in every Shakespearean show. There's a soliloquy. There are actually many, but we're just going to do one. Soliloquy is when somebody has a long speech on their own. So I know we work, we can come back to the details of these two movies, but when you look out over the Bond series, you're a fan. You have notes here. You have a notepad. Yeah. I don't want to snuff that out. So just tell us, like, you love Bond. Why don't you? Why don't you wax eloquent for a bit? Well, I think that. Tell us as you go throughout what's cool because you think it's cool. What's cool?
2: So what's Bond is going to strike people differently because some people. Watch these movies when they're older. Some people grew up watching them with like the Spike Network playing them all November, leading into Thanksgiving. And I just have memories of watching them when I was young, and my dad loving and like laughing at, uh, you know, a car getting picked up by a big magnet in a helicopter and thrown into the <laughs> sea, and like all these like funny things. But then like I grow up like it, it's it's comfort food. It's like spaghetti and meatballs. Like I I I kind of want to watch Bond. I come back to it, but. But more than just that, I think that there's a culture element to Bond, and uh, no doubt that the the you know the gypsy element of Bond in uh, from Russia with love. It, you know it it's it's not. I don't think they were trying to like look down on a people and like to kind of crap on a culture necessarily in the, the movie. The Roma people. Yeah, right. I, I, but I think I think the Bond movies always kind of portray a place as like fantastic. I think it kind of illustrates kind of its best qualities. Where sometimes they don't always try to do that in other in other things. And like he's jumping around from Asia to Russia to parts of Eastern Europe to coming to America. He's in Kentucky, like really in, in, when in Goldfinger. He's in like Kentucky drinking. Uh, Oh my gosh, mint julep, and and all and, really? and all these things, and I and I just have like I've almost kind of like learned a bit of culture in my life through James Bond. What temperature you drink sake at? How cold you should have a bottle of champagne? Wait,
1: what are those temperatures?
2: I it's in uh, you only live twice. I think he he's, he even gives the temperature in Fahrenheit, and it's uh, he serves sake and uh, the the head of the Japanese uh secret police or the spy agency whose name is tiger has like this underground train and they're on it and he's just like uh would you like a martini mr bond he goes no i like sake and then he drinks he's like especially sake served it and i forget he's like 49.3 degrees fahrenheit like this is he's and tiger says back to james bond for a european you're surprisingly sophisticated Wow. <laughs> and it, there's just all these things that I think I related to at the time. Um, it, it was cool to me. The suits are cut perfect. He knows how he knows how to play every hand of baccarat. He
1: he I like, didn't he, even know what baccarat was, the card game. Yeah. I thought they'd be playing poker, or blackjack. They're playing baccarat every right. time he's in a casino. Right.
0: I don't I know should, baccarat. I still I don't know either. what it is. I, should no I will say about the suits. I remember reading an interview, I think, with Tom Ford asking, because right. he does the suits for the Daniel Craig films. Right. And they're like, so do you make these suits to to be able to fight in them? And he goes, no, he's like ripped 50 suits. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like tearing through thousand, <laughs> a couple thousand dollar suits in the, over the course of shooting.
2: Oh, man. They've definitely monetized the Bond stuff more. Uh, in in modern era than they ever did before, like, especially with the watches. In the watch, the watch game is an expensive game to play, especially if you're playing at a James Bond type level. But like when when Sean Connery you're playing for keeps, it, yeah, when Sean Connery's Bond is wearing a Rolex Submariner, you know that kind of like a big crown that broke into like people like wanting big crowns and other things. Like it was kind of cool, but now there's like just like with Aston Martin's, there's like the Bond Aston Martin. Ooh. Like they release it before the movie's out. They just released the... the So No Time to Die is not out yet. It has been delayed due to the pandemic. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be... I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting the the 25th Bond movie. But they released the uh, um, Amiga, which is the watch brand that now makes the Bond watches since Pierce Brosnan... It Was the Aquaterra? Now the Aquaterra watch is like taking on new direction uh, with Daniel Craig. They released like the No Time to Die Bond watch, and then the movie kind of was almost going to be released, and they shut it down. No one's going to movie theaters, so it makes business sense. But the watch has been out there for like a year, <laughs> and like people are, like wearing this watch with no movie. And it's like a massive hit. It's a big, like it's making a ton of money. Do you got
0: a Bond watch? Right no, right
2: now? Gee, I wish. The so the 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 most recent one, the No Time to Die James Bond watch, is called the uh, Omega Seamaster Bond Edition No Time to Die. So um, Omega, Omega. Really? Yeah. How much is it? It's about eight thousand bucks. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Maybe ten. Maybe ten because it's sold out. But, Are you serious? Yeah, that's you, you're not even scratching the surface with ten grand on a watch.
0: Wow, not that's so funny. Really this close. doesn't look that nice to me. Right, you know, it like it's kind of cool, but it's like looks like a fossil to me. Wow, mm-hmm. nine
2: ninety
1: two hundred dollars. Right, that's
0: incredible.
2: Daniel Craig collaborated with Omega to make this watch, though. So, you know, why not?
0: He just... I'm just imagining Daniel Craig with, like, a big crayon and a notebook <laughs> holding up a... Just, like, a circle with numbers oh on it. Oh,
2: my gosh. <laughs> exactly right. It's, been, it's like, yeah.
0: what does he know about watch design? Pierce, about-
2: Pierce Brosnan kind of famously... So, Rolex originally was, like, the watch James Bond wore, but they didn't sponsor the films. So then Omega approached James Bond uh, during Pierce Brosnan, Brosnan's tenure, and they were like, let's just do, we'll do, it, it's a similar watch to that one. It's called the Seamaster Aqua Terra. And uh, there's like a wavy, like the face of it is like wavy. So they did like a yeah. blue and a red and a white Aquaterra for Pierce Brosnan. Those were famously Bond watches.
0: Pretty I'm going to look this up. Yeah. Seamaster Aquaterra. You getting it? You find it? It's probably gonna be expensive. You can probably
2: find a, a probably bond, cost. Like a like a nineties, early two thousand Bond Aquaterra for
0: like three grand.
2: maybe maybe even two and a half.
0: Here's two and a half on eBay. Can you see this? Mm, a little bit. <laughs> bit. You feeling tempted? I might throw a bit on it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you could get a lot of watch for two and a half grand i don't know if i'd go for a bond aqua terra
0: yeah i i think my max on a watch is probably like 200 dollars. yeah even that's uh well yeah. let's each speak for ourselves yeah i i don't have a watch right now the last watch i had was a 30 dollar watch i got as a gift that was made out of wood but it was cool it's a luna watch what do you got on dane
2: this is a Vanger, but I put it on a mesh bracelet. I'll hold it up. I've recently been very, like in the last year and a half, been very into watches, but it's on the mesh style bracelet here. Okay.
0: So that it's comfortable. It, it's
2: quartz. Yeah, th- this bracelet is great. It's a quartz watch. It's not a mechanical one, but I like, I love watches.
0: Wait, I don't know. What's quartz versus mechanical? Mean? So mechani- is it like it's got a battery versus it's, it? Yeah.
2: yeah, it's got a battery, so it ticks. You'll see it every second. It'll tick 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 but a mechanical watch sweeps across the dial because the gears inside like you moving i like it moves, that idea moves a rotor and it like sweeps across so you can buy a mechanical watch for famously brands like seiko and orient they're japanese made but the quality's perfectly fine I mean, it's not what people call luxury watches, which are like Omega's, Rolex, IWC, mm-hmm. Vacheron Constantine, all like a bunch you know, of you know, top. you know, yeah, you, you know. know what I'm talking yeah. about. But uh, you could get like a Seiko, which is like a famously like get a mechanical Seiko, a Seiko Five for about a hundred bucks, and it's okay. a, it's a mechanical watch. So when it eventually stops working, you can send it in. And for probably like $50 more they'll just repair it and send you the watch back. They'll lube it up. They'll take all the parts off, wash it all, put it back, send it back, and you have the same watch. Like, it should last you. I don't know if a Seiko lasts you a lifetime, but if you went with like a Swiss watch, a Hamilton or a Tissot or something in like the $300, it, sh- it should last you your whole life.
1: There's a whole world out there, Billy Depiro. That's if you, crazy. If you stepped foot once out of Astoria, Queens, even though you're now in Steubenville, Ohio...
0: You would you would see it. You'd find out. i find out. I mean, honestly, the description of a mechanical watch is enough for me. Just seeing, like, I've, I have was looking at art online, like the bio to put in my room, and there was one that was just diagrams of the insides of watches. Right. And they were just sort of like, I don't know, blueprint yeah. kind of designs. And I was like, this is almost too complicated for me to look at. Right. Where it's just a series of, like, 70 tiny years of different right. sizes. Yeah. Right. How... And I'm... Did you read uh, The Watchmen? What, there's yeah. a... It's like the... Uh, it's like about superheroes. It's an Alan Moore graphic novel. And it's excellent. Uh, but there's a scene about how one of the guys was a watchmaker. And then he he's training his son to do it. But... It, uh you know, it's the metaphor for uh, intelligent design and all of those things. Because mm-hmm. uh fits together so well.
1: See, that's what perplexes
0: me. I don't mean... To, but you're like my
1: only friend who's into Bond culture, like, fully. I know people are. I could name for you another people. It's just like, Bond culture, it is kind of a culture of its own. I mean, I wonder, too. It's like, I'm not sure if these movies come from a culture and just preserve that, or whether
0: it kind of creates its own... I think it kind of yeah i mean i think that this presents a version of masculinity that people aspire to and i think it's especially especially like hooks you if you see it when you're in that 12 to 14 years old range so i think that is like kind of like what tim what you're saying bond you were hooked to it almost by another step removed which was someone being very good at what they do but in your case it was someone playing a bond video game <laughs> and you're 10 years old and this kid's a teenager and he's a couple years older than you and it seems like he's got everything right because he's killing people one shot but i'll give you another thing too like this happened to me two weeks ago
1: um kind of around thanksgiving break i was in passing on the sidewalk talking to this guy this young guy, he was visiting his family in Philadelphia. He's not living here presently, and I was talking to him just about, you know, on the sidewalk. Hey, what's life like, et cetera? And um, it's funny. He kind of furtively said, "You know, I've been getting." Um, he he has a good job. He has a wife. He lives in Miami, but he's like, I've been getting into some poker tournaments, and it's like this like big thing for me. And like, in I'm not making fun of the guy, but like in sincerity. He he wants to become a professional poker player. And it's not, just, it's not just for money. It's kind of like when you... That can be golf. That can be poker. All these things. It's just like when you start to take a few steps and be like, oh, I can kind of like be involved in these circles and like kind of know what I'm doing. For people, that's very empowering. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's actually working for Wells Fargo, right? Has a stable job. But on the side, he's just like... He's starting to feel really good about just like... Knowing his way around casinos. And I'm just saying, like, I personally like golf and not poker, comparatively, but I I mean there's just there are just Bond has some elements, it seems to me, that have very strong cultural draws in certain things. I mean, he's kind of
0: a guy that apparently does it all, but Yeah, it's ostentatious success and yes. being untouchable. I mean, Bond is in some ways the ultimate miami type character for a scottish secret agent sure there is something about that and kind of the fast and furious type and let's go back energy. to you and i would both know miami yeah. because we've spent christmases
1: there you have family there that's right my grandparents live a little further north we've spent time in
0: miami together that's true way back we, we Right back in that same impressionable age that we're talking about, right? And Dane, I think we're over an hour at this point, so we should probably start looking. We got to we're gonna start to wrap it up. Bringing right. this, bringing this bad boy. Let home. me let,
1: let me ask Dane a few quick questions. If you're yes. going to
0: say, Dane, if you're going to say,
1: hey, people are quarantined, um, Amazon Prime has a lot of these free ones. What are the three or four or five movies they start with? If you're going to dabble, yeah. Well, it depends. Just for fun, just to like be entertained.
2: Sure i'll I'll give <clears throat> a few different answers. If you're a person who likes the the a more of a born movie watcher, I would start not with Old Bond. I would watch uh, Casino Royale. I would watch uh, Skyfall. Those would be two that would be awesome to watch. Uh, it, but I would go back and watch older things too. would watch Dr. No. I would watch From Russia With Love I would watch Thunderball Goldfinger See I'm just like listing all the movies but I would, I would go I would maybe if you were gonna let's Ah, I'm taking up too much time but let me say this uh, a movie from each of the different Bonds I would watch one from each different Bond character right. that is played Pick by.
1: one from each so the one movie you can't miss Yeah from Connery Goldfinger Really? Yes not Thunderball. We watched Thunderball earlier, Bill, just between you and I and everybody listening. We're big fans of Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Yeah. I think Life Aquatic is strongly based off of Thunderball. Because even though it's based on Jacques Cousteau, oceanography, documentary filmmaking, still, when they're doing the rescue op with like machine guns, scuba gear, gadgets, that whole movie is just... I mean, mm. it, like the whole movie's underwater fight scenes. I've got to see it. And little kind of aquatic things to, like, little boats, Zodiacs to tow you around.
0: Anyway, so you're saying yeah. Goldfinger. Yes. Okay, and then cool. Roger Moore, you said A View to Kill earlier. A Is View to a Kill
2: has Christopher Walken as the villain. You could watch that one. I would watch... Live and let die. I think that's a great Roger Moore one. Not just a Paul McCartney
1: certainly. <laughs> that's
0: right. That's right. So, so there, live and let die. there is one in between
2: Roger. I think it's Roger Lazenby plays <laughs> in Bond in only one Bond movie called On His Majesty's Secret Service. Save that one for last. Maybe. The, maybe the, you know.
0: <laughs> You'll see where I barely made it down a hill on Schiltorn, yeah. Right. But exactly. it is in Switzerland.
2: There's literally a bobsled chase in the movie, though. <laughs>
0: Look, you have to take a series of gondolas to get up to the top of this mountain, and then you sit in this, like, domed sort of amp-domed room that has windows on all sides, and then they shutter them, and then they show you this film about the Bond film. So that was cool, and then I was-then I almost killed myself skiing down it. Okay. Pierce or Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan.
2: Well, Timothy Dalton. Oh, I Timothy would have Dalton. Come
0: on. Don't you know you're series? The Living,
2: Day, the Living Daylights, then Pierce Brosnan. Wait, The
1: Living Daylights? What's yeah. that? Where's that set? Uh,
2: part of it is in uh, Braslava, and then parts of it are back in uh, England. Okay. They, it's a lot, Actually, it goes to a lot of different places.
1: Pierce Brosnan.
2: Uh, Goldeneye, you got to. You I've gotta, never seen Goldeneye.
1: Watch it. i Trevelyan. I've seen, seen parts Trevelyan.
2: Alec Trevelyan. If you can, if I think all of us it would have a roaring recommendation. That in quarantine, if you can eBay yourself an N sixty four with Goldeneye, <laughs> I think that's money and time well spent.
0: I pay. I played it during quarantine. Did you really? Yeah. I you played wanted it on a projector to... in my backyard. It was, was it as fun.
2: amazing as you thought it would be?
0: You know, it's uh, a little frustrating of a game. It, <laughs> I lost some of my 64 ability after playing different systems. but See, for me, that was where I
1: maxed out. People moved to Halo soon after, and that was too quick, too complicated. I got lost. Yeah. Well, I'll say this, too. My last thing is, like, I mean... I actually think what we said, and Dame may be offended by this, but I actually think that what we said by the magazine, I do think James Bond is like the ultimate magazine. That's the whole atmosphere. It covers almost everything. It's kind of that. I'll just leave it at that. I mean, I, I think I put this in the category of movies that, movies that just seek to entertain. Maybe not so much Skyfall and some of the recent ones, but... I guess that's just how I see it. And, yeah. I, and I'm, I'm, I, I guess I'm kind of surprised because I haven't been as hooked throughout my life. I'm just kind of surprised they've lasted so long with no break. Um, well, but I'm been also, a lot of breaks. Well, there have been breaks. But I'm also, I'm, I'm not a huge series person. Personally, I'm more of like a one, maybe two. I mean, I've, I've seen some Bond. I've seen Star Wars. I've seen, I don't know. I'm not a series guy. And I think for me, personally, unless you can tell a great story and finish it within like two and a half hours, it's not going to be my favorite. That's all I say. And that's subjective. But for me, I'm much more of like the tell something new, fresh, surprising that I've never considered in two and a half hours. That's going to be some
0: of my favorite movies. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give you the last word, Dane. I would say with this... um these are entertaining and that's where they can I, can I give can here. I cut you off real
1: quick? Sure. A small moment of just kind of weird signs in life. This is real weird. You ready? This is on air. Yeah. You What's good? Up? Yeah, I'm like, is there someone behind? No me? no 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 no. I was thinking so I'll just keep this like real vague in general. There's this guy named Noah, who I knew in Philadelphia.
2: <laughs> real vague. <laughs>
1: No, 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 no. Listen, nobody's going to figure out who this guy is. And I would actually say, like, if there was, like, one person that, like, actually just kind of fits the persona of James Bond in the movies, it'd be no. And I was kind of thinking of him vaguely throughout this episode. And I checked my phone right now to watch the time, and he just texted me. <laughs> and I haven't texted him in, like, because he moved to New York City. I haven't, I haven't actually, uh, I don't think we've texted in, like, six months and we probably text once every six months. Was I'm he, just saying. Was he
2: asking the temperature of sake? <laughs> of course he wasn't because he already
0: knows. He already knows. He already knows this. He's an international man. I'm just saying it's it's life is weird. Anyway, you keep going, DP. Yeah, I think that there is a certain sort of masculinity in our culture that we're told that we're not supposed to embrace and it's an immoral thing mm-hmm. but these films are an excuse to uh put on a tuxedo sleep with as many beautiful women as you want and then walk away scot free kill your enemies save the world and you're and you are praised for being for exhibiting all of your vices and I guess that's a British thing, not, so, not exclusively an American thing. But there is something fun about just having sort of like that hall pass to go in and live this sort of jet-setting life where you're in beautiful places around beautiful people doing important things at all times.
1: I mean, it's kind of imaginative. People like this series, I think, for that reason of just like, yeah, my life will never be anything close to this. Right, but it's just like for two hours like huh 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 I'm not he's, dumbing it down
0: Yeah, he's also just hyper competent at things right. and it it is a little funny because I watched Quantum of Solace before from Russia with Love and the Daniel Craig character seems so much more competent in a lot of ways where Sean Connery is kind of like a guy in a suit swinging a gun around a little <laughs> bit he looks a little <laughs> awkward at times you know, he, he's charming as can be. He's more socially capable, I think, than Daniel Craig. But there was, like, there, where they're fighting in the train car, he kind of, like, dives and the guy moves out of the way. But it I was like, oh, yeah, this is before we got real professional stuntmen doing things. And this is just Sean Connery doing, a like, a swan dive onto a couch. And
2: the captain from Jaws. Doing yeah, dogs, right. Of in the 60s
0: where you had normal punches being
1: thrown, now it's like that hand-to-hand combat with like chop, punch, throw, move, leg, this. It's like real fast and close. Yeah. The
0: right. other thing is the new films, just to give it a little film analysis, they were in from Russia with Love, it's 45 minutes of exposition almost. 30 minutes of just a lot of them sitting down and explaining what the film's about. And, like, people having long conversations where they're just kind of walking around a room. But in, you know, Quantum of Solace, the one I saw, starts off with this, like, crazy car chase immediately. Mm-hmm. And then they, they intentionally skip exposition. And they just edit it right out of the film. Or they say one line to sort of sum it up, and it's like, moving on. Because that whole thing of, like there's this decoder and then they need to trick this country into thinking that they got it but actually you know like all of that sort of nuance is gone. It's like he wants to kill this person then it all comes down to water rights in Bolivia where you know the guy is buying up some land and there's some Bolivian dictator that they're propping up in order to sell water to eventually because there's an underground river that they one and some sort of a little deal but you know i think the other thing is ultimately a lot of these things are it makes you feel like there are and i think that this leads to a lot of weird sort of conspiracies that we see in the world where everything that's bad that happens is because someone is someone evil is doing this on purpose to someone else it's organized it's all organized Yeah, there's no chaos. People don't like to live with chaos. So if you've got these international spy organizations that not even MI6 know about, you know, which is funny. Then it like gives an explanation. It's kind of the opposite of
1: like the Batman series. Batman thrives on you have lone actors who are like insane geniuses and they put everyone at danger. Whereas Bond is more about organized. It's kind of funny how they're similar in a sense, but the villains are structured. Disparately Yeah Yeah. Dane Last word to you my man I would My Dane Land the plane Land the plane
2: I would say uh, You know There is To speak at both sides of it There is certainly a lot To not like about James Bond That being said I think that there is a great watchability and sometimes even like a, a not watchability too. Like they're they're kind of weird to watch, but you, you watch it anyway. You get wrapped up in the characters. I think that uh, go out and embrace your inner bond just for just for two and a half <laughs> you hours. You all have one. Just for two and a half hours. Just for two and a half hours.
1: It is creative. And then let
2: it go. And then let it go.
1: Alright, that's well said. And see the world because you'll find yourself in different countries. That's what actually makes me. I actually almost want to watch a few more for the lone reason of just like where else does he go? Mm -hmm. Because you know he's going to just like
0: do similar actions, but where else is he going to take it? You're right. Yeah. Like the train driving across Europe and. literally showing the map as he's going to right. Zagreb and, Jones hey these style. are my people the yeah. the Croatian
1: people in Yugoslavia you know I felt but then he really just gets there and he jumps off a train and gets on a boat and escapes to Venice so True. <laughs> to
0: my people
1: True. yeah to my people i he he just he was just boating in my people's
0: waters he didn't actually see any of my people <laughs> well dane thank you for joining us thank you for lending us your knowledge
2: it was a pleasure uh,
0: What what is That's the what most appropriate uh, is that his sign off what is Bond's farewell uh, he does say that it was a pleasure n-
2: no no I don't think he has a particular sign off so uh, I don't know
1: just some jazzy song Anyway, be beauty. Well, I'm we're going to call it there. We'll see what we do next, huh? That's it. Indeed. All right. Thanks, Joe.
0: Farewell. well.